0: Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace show, where we're creating a conversation for what God's doing through Christians in the marketplace. I'm Sean Bowles and my co-host is Bob Hassan.
1: We interview everyday influencers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs from all areas of industry, exposing you to powerful stories of what God's doing through people just like you.
0: We're also sharing our thoughts about what God's doing in finance, business, entertainment, and politics.
1: Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hassan with my friend and co-host, Sean Bowles. Sean, who do we have on today? I'm so glad we have who we have on today because she works in Google and
0: she helps to lead all kinds of groups in ministry side of like getting reinforced in their careers in the tech industries. Her name is Dana Callett and I've known Dana for quite a bit. I've actually spoken at some of those groups in the past and I'm just—I I get so encouraged by her because she brings what you hear in conferences or at great church services. She brings it into workplaces and spaces through her career, but also through her ministry. Just that she started all these groups, and she's an uh, engineer, program manager at Google, creating order out of chaos. I love that in her bio. Yeah. She's led many global initiatives through the years that impact the way Google's works. I mean, there's 200,000 employees, and Dana's been doing some stuff that's been significant in the company as a believer even in the midst of sometimes resistance, she's gone for it, but she creates safe places for people to connect with God and others in this kind of tech marketplace. And she's founded a prophetic training impartation forum for people in tech industries. Most in, uh, recently, she started a women's movement at Google, which is a Christian women's movement at Google, I should say, and her deepest desire is to see people come into the fullness of their identity for intimacy, which is so cool. Her and her husband live here with their three daughters. And you're gonna wanna hear from her because there's a lot of false reporting about what God can't do in the tech industry. And yet, Dana is gonna tell us a different version of what God can do. So up next is Dana Kellett. I had a word that the next great move of God's spirit, like a Jesus people movement is gonna happen in the workplace, in the marketplace. And we need to hear God right now. You know, when you're working your career, your place of influence, your job, and you're wanting as a Christian a God result, there has to be a God process to get to that result. And we have to hear God. My friend Bob Hass and I wrote a book just for you to teach you how to hear God's voice in the season of your life, to help you in your place of career, in your place of business. So there's no disconnection between who you are at church, who you are in your family and who you are in your career, but it all works together beautifully and I believe that this book is a key book for now to help you understand what God's doing. So I'm to encourage you to get this book wired to hear. And if you get it during this month, you'll get the masterclass where Bob and I taught on just the themes of the book and help bring it home, help give you some assignments and some impartation that's going to bring it right into your very life. So I'm to encourage you get wired to hear now and get our brand new masterclass free when you buy the book from bullsministries.com
1: Well, welcome back. We're here with Dana Callett. Dana, welcome.
2: Thank you so
0: much. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I mean, I've known you for a while, Dana, and I just, I'm always encouraged to hear from you because I feel like you have your pulse of what's going on with Christianity behind the scenes in some ways because of some of the groups and the hosting that you've done in the tech industry, like both Facebook and Apple and Google and all these places, not just where you work at Google. And you really care. And there's people who wouldn't have been as successful in their Christianity and their career if it wasn't for the support that you've helped bring through the years. But let's, let's go into the journey. I going to talk about like, you've been at Google for a long time. I and mean, Google's blessed us. And since I mean, I have a YouTube channel, and the way that the algorithm works for Google, it's been very beneficial for us. But uh, all tech companies right now don't uh, have the best uh, necessary rapport with Christianity at times. And other times they're like really a blessing to Christianity. And so you've been holding ground there in such a beautiful way and been able to have a full expression of your faith. And I think it's just amazing. So like, talk to us about your career. So where did it start?
2: Yeah, so I was actually born and raised in the Philippines, went to an all-girls Catholic college.
1: At wow. some point,
2: because of my faith journey, I was like, I wanted to be a nun because that was the only expression I <laughs> But anyway, yeah. God had other plans. So he brought me to the States. And from here, I felt like my my skill set was generic because my undergrad was in communications. But somehow I was at a Glendale Public Library just browsing and this pop-up came of a tech school. And I was like, oh, I could do that. So I did a six-month program. Long story short, ended up landing a job at USC for two and a half years. And from there, I I had the boldness because I attended, at that time, a voice over IP conference. And I met with a childhood friend who introduced me to a guy that was applying at Google. And I thought, well, maybe I could apply. And he referred me to the person that referred him. But long story short, I ended up with five jobs that I applied for. (laughs) And 10 interviews later, I was asked like, hey, which role would you prefer? And at that point, I was choosing between uh, a role in the Bay Area and something in LA. And I had just moved like two years prior. So I said, I definitely want to stay local, but whatever gets me the job. So just... (laughs) Give yeah. it to me, and throughout that job interview, I just felt the hand of God because I felt like you know I was a minority, I was a woman, you know, I, I didn't grow up here, I didn't really have the prestigious Ivy League background. And at that time, there were only 9,000 employees when I started, and yeah. I think now we're up to 200,000. So, oh, I, throughout wow. the years, I definitely felt God's hand over my career, like just feeling like I didn't know enough because of my my educational background but I was getting on the job training but also from the Holy Spirit.
1: What do you do at Google and what department are you in and how how does your faith expression show up there?
2: Yeah so I currently I am a Program manager. So basically what that means is you create order out of chaos where <laughs> <laughs> you are given this initiative and you have to figure out how to get from point A to point Z with very little information, navigating ambiguity. Wow. But currently I am part of the core bench risk office. So we're basically trying to, you know, understand operational risks and assess that. And a lot of it is building things from the ground up because mm-hmm. wow. for the most part, these things don't exist and you're pulling stuff from thin air. So definitely relying on God for a lot of strategic downloads. And for the most part, I'm constantly put in a position where I feel like I don't have what it takes Yeah, because of the ambiguity.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. We we've talked about that right before we got on air together and where we talk about the imposter syndrome and you talk about like, just sometimes you feel like that. And but so does everybody probably a tech company like Google. So how have you handled that journey of like maybe insecurity or, or feeling like you're an imposter in a position you don't belong there?
2: I think a lot of it definitely has also to do with the parallels of my spiritual journey Mm. where I'm also seeking healing because intimidation has definitely been one of the challenges that I've had growing up where I didn't feel like I have a voice. And then now being in this atmosphere where I was used to like most people at these high tech jobs, being at the top of your class, and then coming into an environment where everybody is brilliant. And then now you're feeling like, well, what do I have to offer? What do I have to bring to the table? And so a lot of it really had to do with leaning on the Lord for my identity, where it's not about what I can produce, but it's actually bringing his presence Mm -hmm. into the workplace. And recognizing that it's his strategy that I'm executing more than my own opinions, because for the most part, I feel like, again, I don't know enough about everything that needs to happen. And especially mobilizing teams from different parts of the company globally, like that's very challenging. And mm-hmm. yet the Lord always shows up in many ways.
1: I think the tension is what you said is Ivy League schools, top of your class. That's the world. Yes. And then and then the kingdom is... Are you underprepared or unprepared? Because if you're there and you're, that's when God can use you Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) because you
1: realize, and and so you live in this crazy tension of, of being uh, submitted to the Lord, but also having to be brilliant. And, and so what is that? What expression has that led you to start groups? How do you, how do you find people uh, to collaborate with at work?
2: I think, well, for the most part, the company is set up, at least when we were all working in the office, you just have these hallway conversations and then things just happen. And then because we have the free breakfast, lunch, and dinner in the (laughs) cafeterias, you just bump into people and just start talking ideas. And certainly they've made space for these things called employee resource groups, where we're part of like a Christian fellowship, so we can strategize on how we want the expression of God to show up in our workplace and many other things. Like I also started a Filipino Googlers network chapter in SoCal because I'm a passionate Filipino and I want to bring my culture there.
0: Yeah, That's so cool. Cause I feel like a lot of people feel under supported or they don't feel like there is resources. And I feel like one of the things I love about you and I've seen this in your life is that you go after resource and you go after people yeah. and you're very um, generous in how you include people in and not everybody in the tech is that way. A lot of times it can be like mm-hmm. sort of, I don't know about Google, but I mean, cutthroat or people aren't like as, as generous with their connections. And I think I've watched you everything from other people, other tech companies, but also you brought a lot of ministers in to minister to people in this space. How does that translate? I know Heidi Baker, who we love, who has yeah. orphans in Africa. She's Ivy, or she's, I think she's Ivy League, but I know she has her master's degree and mm-hmm. she, uh, she speaks to Ivy League schools for sure. And so she's one of the, has one of the fastest growing missions movements in the world, in the places of extreme poverty. And she comes into Google, but really from, and when she preaches, it's not really about how she does what she does. It's more about connection to Jesus. How did that translate to these people who are working in the industry?
2: I think a lot of people need ministry in in tech. And I feel like I'm navigating both of those worlds because I certainly love the church. And, you know, also continue to pursue learning in that arena and equip other people and mentor young women and mentor young people. So it was just a natural fit of trying to create these spaces where people mm-hmm. can bring themselves, but also just feel championed in who yeah. God has called them to be. Because like you said, I feel like even in, in tech, like there's all these ministries, right, that are rising up. But I, I know that the Lord has called me to actually just create communities where everybody feels like they're being heard and being seen and they have a voice versus it's this one face of a ministry. And I've certainly, you know, met people like that and tried to collaborate, but it just doesn't work because it's about what they want to bring versus what do you have to offer and how can Mm I help empower you so that we can bring this together in a collaborative fashion?
0: Well, I'm sure people resonate who are listening to that right now because you can tell the difference when somebody has a group that's there to support each other versus somebody who has a group that's like, we have this goal, whether it be we're going to evangelize the company or we're going to, you know, have our own thing in the middle of it. We're going to, we're going to use this to, you know, as a platform for our own thing versus people who've really come to support their company. And I love that you're using this language because I feel like it's probably discipling or at least giving hope to people who are in places of their career where they don't necessarily have control over the whole environment but they can set the atmosphere.
2: Yes. Yeah, and recently, like, I've had the opportunity to to just establish a women's fellowship globally, Mm -hmm. and the language that I use in promoting it, like, to our Christian network, and there's, you know, many different flavors of Christianity. A lot of it has to do with these women just needing a place to connect and a place to land because most of them have moved for the job, and they haven't necessarily found churches or they don't have their friend groups in there. And it's actually just meeting a need that when I said, and then the Lord just gave me the mission statement. It was like such an easy download Mm. from all the things that I've started where everything was, it was like pulling teeth of like, God, give me the strategy. But this one just sort of landed in my lap and we were just at a retreat and the Lord, I just started writing. And it's like creating a space where women can just come to let their hair down, whether you're an executive or whether you're just starting out in your career but actually have that full expression of your faith and know that there are sisters championing you and like Christina and Chris from the marketplace ministry. They love to say, we contend for your highest good. Like that's some, a a language that I've adopted, like in whatever we do where we're bringing all these women and we're seeing, you know, people know that there's people praying for them. There's people that want to want to see what God has put on their heart and then say, hey, let me help you carry that out. Let me help you execute that project, that God project that you've been given versus feeling like you're always a lone ranger wow. and needing to make a name for yourself because this is the kind of industry that we're in.
1: It's so cool. Uh, in 2012, Google authored this uh, study called Project Aristotle. And I think they spent... I don't know, millions on it. And what they finally came down with, Dana, was the highest performing teams are the teams that care and love for each other.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah, right? That trust so we're, each other.
1: you are talking about this right now. This culture within mm. this giant company that has 200,000 employees is is they tried they tried to monetize like what what is it i'm going to figure this out so we can replicate this in our groups and it has to do with culture and honor and respect and this yes. is what you're talking about within this organization it's so And beautiful. these are
2: kingdom values right yeah. that you're just executing yeah.
1: Well, I mean, that's, that's incredible because you, you're building
0: that again, not only in your local company with what you manage, but you're also building it across platforms. But talk to us about maybe the last big transition in Google for you, where you kind of, you know, you were going through a season where there was either a promotion involved or there was something like, or maybe it was through COVID, like where you actually had to ante up and say, I'm going to stay in this kind of company because you can do anything you want once you work for a Google for a while but you stayed you're loyal you love google so like talk there's a lot of people who they just judge big tech if they're christians like oh they're all sellouts whatever and there's some people are like no this is incredible like they're changing the world like why are you there and what was the last big transition to where you decided to stay
2: yeah so i mean definitely through covid and all the layoffs like a lot of it has to do with now recognizing the kingdom assignment that i've been given because of the 16 years that I've been in this company, a lot of it was navigating that tension of, I want to go full-time ministry because I love the Lord and I love his people and I want to just minister and I want to see lives transformed. And then to God transitioning me to to open my eyes and see this is what I want transformed. Right. There's people here that are hungry for his presence. There's people here that need to see that I care about every detail of their lives. And certainly their, their work is not not something that I don't look at, but I actually want to bless them through that. And then just recognizing the access to divine strategy that I've been given and the authority and the power to reclaim spaces for his glory and for his name. And I feel like that's part of the reason why I'm still here. Apart from also loving what I get to do on a day-to-day basis.
1: Well, tell us, tell us a story of, I'm sure you've had managers who didn't understand you or, or didn't didn't jive with what you were thinking tell us a story about like sean was referring to um, the access to a promotion or not a promotion and um, uh, did yeah. you have a the story there
2: yeah because um this was like a few years ago prior to my last promotion and i was working with this team outside of my immediate one and my manager was like hey, I think you're getting ready for a promotion. Let's set you up. Let's tee you up and work on this big program that's global and has higher visibility. And then this, this he's actually a peer. He was also a program manager and I started working with him. And for some reason, he hated my guts. Nope. And, I, <laughs> and I was like, what is wrong? Like nobody ever you know, blatantly said yeah. that they don't like my work. Like a lot of performance reviews, they'd say, oh, they love working with me. But for some reason, this guy was just turned off. And so to the point where I got passed on this program from a senior guy that the assumption was he laid out all the groundwork and I'm just here to start executing. But then I realized like a lot of it had to be renegotiated with Mm -hmm. this specific group. And so I, I had to just start from scratch. And I was just at a point where I almost felt like, I think I need to quit. Like, is this your sign God that I need to leave? And yet the Lord just quickened my spirit and said, no, you haven't even gone to battle with me. Like you haven't even asked me into your situation. And I feel like that's, that's the, that's the key that he's given me through the years. Every time I'm in a challenging position like that, like I need to invite him in where it really, where Proverbs 3, 5 to 8 has become a reality right. where I'm trusting the Lord with everything that I've got, where I'm applying my faith and I'm saying, Lord, I don't want to trust my opinions. Like I want to invite you into the situation okay. and give you permission to just move. And so I started making declarations and I started enlisting people to pray with me for, for the things to shift around me and to be like, I think this is the enemy, right? Because for some reason, this is odd that this guy just hates me. Doesn't? It's not that he doesn't like me. It's just that he's constantly almost speaking negativity in every meeting that I'm in where he's putting me down. Wow. And so enlisted the help of praying friends and my community and also just started making declarations and started saying, you know what, God, I'm just going to invite you here and i need you to move and and just say lord you are more powerful and so next thing you know like over the course of several months this guy ends up becoming my friend like we start hanging out and i you know i start just understanding his story and his rough history and throughout that like eventually earned his trust To the point where he became the greatest advocate for my promotion, where he was the one writing like all these accolades of how I did all these things. So it's just a divine turnaround. But I don't think it would have happened if I didn't recognize the moment that the Lord was providing.
1: Yeah. I I think what you're talking about is that is that tension of, is it the enemy or is it the Lord moving me on? And, and, yeah. you know, we've heard this from our listeners and from other people that we've interviewed time and time again. And it, and you, what, what you did was you pressed into the heart of the Lord Yes. and, and you figured out, um, no, it's not my time to quit. And I think that perseverance is something that really just hit me when you, when you told that story. So thank you for telling that story.
2: There's another situation similar to that where it was now somebody in my team. And to your point about that Aristotle study, there's this term called psychological safety, which is essentially trust and honor within a team, right? Where you trust each other, where, you know, you've got each other's back, but then counterculture to that, this guy got elevated to a leadership role and I usually work with the, the tech lead and he became the tech lead. And so, he kept withholding information, which is against Google wow. culture. Like yeah. for the most part, we always just, you know, have free flowing information so that ideas and creativity is just harnessed and fostered. But somehow this guy just kept withholding information. And I could sense that there was tension in the team, but nobody was talking about it because I don't know, for some reason, like we just weren't opening up to each other. Sure that culture that he was trying to establish started creating distrust in discord. Long story short. um, I'm actually in this meeting with Christina's group on a Sunday. And that was another moment where I was like, God, is this time to quit because I'm coming into work every day, feeling like I am just so stressed because I cannot do my job without the free flow of information. And he's trying to deliberately, I don't know. He was doing some stuff. And next thing you know, I felt like God was saying, I need you to lay hands on all the desks in your office, physically do that and start inviting friends that just to just pray. So then at night, when everybody's gone, a couple of my friends and I are just praying, laying hands on these desks. And we're just saying, we're reclaiming territory in your name, whatever is going on here, God, that you will shift it and change it. And then, Sunday, I go to the meeting, and then we're praying for this, because I was just so discouraged. And God was just, again, inviting me into this place of like, the enemy doesn't want you to cross this threshold. Because if you do, you're going to have a greater revelation of who you're called to be in that place. And so started declaring, started praying. And then Tuesday, I get this message from the site director. He's like, come into my office. And he's like, hey, this tech lead guy, like, what is he working on? Like, is he, uh, are a lot of people depending on him for his deliverables? I'm like, honestly, he likes to work by himself. And he's like, okay, because I have told him to find a different role by Friday. (laughs) And Uh. the prayer, the prayer wasn't that he would get let go. But I was like, Lord, what is the best for him? That's also the best for our team. So all that to say, everything shifted. And by next week, he was gone. (laughs) And he was in a different role that suited him better. So it's just recognizing wow I have authority in this in this place that when I pray and when I declare things actually begin to shift in the spirit and that they have the opportunity to manifest in the in you know in the real world or actually in the natural and then I'll see God actually move.
0: I think that's the hardest part for so many Christians is that they don't really believe that what's inside of them, the God who's in them, can actually change these practical circumstances. And I love that you were like almost twice quit because you were thinking like, I guess this is it because you faced a challenge, but your faith caused you to press in Mm -hmm. and overcome something and get such a different result. And again, we're talking on this show all the time, like how does your faith change your opportunity? Like how does your faith make a difference in your life? And you're such a great example of somebody who uses the power of prayer, declaration, praying with others, being in a community, like really going after it, but seeing your spiritual assignment. And that's so key. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to re highlight that because I think it's so there's so many people who don't apply their faith in a genuine like real way. They go to a prayer meeting at church, but it's it's separate from their real life. It's separate from their career life, mm-hmm. it's separate from their marketplace life, or maybe from their family or their marriage. But I love how holistic you are. Like you and your husband, your three girls. It's like you guys are doing it, you're living it in mm-hmm. a real way. It's like you're dependent on your faith for every aspect of life. And I think. Some people might hear your interest for ministry and go, well, it's because she's so ministry minded, but it's, it's not, it's because you're so Holy spirit minded. You're so like, let's yeah. do this. God. I so appreciate that about you, Dana. Thank you. Yeah. yeah and
2: also just helping other people come into this understanding that we yeah. have like in Isaiah 11, it says that we have you know, the access to the seven spirits of God, right? The spirit of knowledge, wisdom, mm-hmm. understanding, and all of that. And a lot of times we just rely on knowledge and that's mm-hmm. where we, trust in our own understanding because it's just what's available with the natural eyes. And I think it's really that edge. And that's the game changer for, for every believer in the marketplace. The fact that we have a relationship with the Holy spirit, the mm. fact that he's given us free access to the mind of Christ. Mm. And also that once we're rooted and established in our identity where we don't have to prove ourselves, yeah. we can just let him flow and we get to love people from that place, it's just a game changer.
0: I just feel like I want to remind everybody: this is Dana from Google, not Dana from your church ministry. This is right. <laughs> yes. so profound, but you're like, yes. well, this is how you live your life, and I love yeah. that. Thank you so much. Seriously, thank you for being on the show today. Thanks for sharing so organically because I think people people need a, a champion of faith who's doing it in a real place, in a real space that we all relate to because almost everybody uses your you know your company's services. And it's so cool to hear that God's put you in there and not just in a stealthy way, but in a really visible way. And that you're not you're not compromising. You don't have to compromise to work where you work. That You're actually doing a great job.
2: Thank you. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with um, also just. Yeah, there's opposition. I can definitely yeah. Yeah. say that. Right. Because the atmosphere itself is very charged. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that there that are very opposed to what we're doing. And yet we believe that we have this assignment. So we're going for it.
0: Yes. And we're so glad you are. Well, Bob, I know you've enjoyed Dana. I'm so glad you got to finally meet her because we've talked for a while. And you mentioned Christian and Christina and they're good friends of ours that we have to bring into this as well sometime. So um, it'd be fun to have you guys all together on a show sometime in the future. But thanks so much for being with us, Dana. And I know that people will be following Just with interest and curiosity, God, what are you doing in these spaces? But if somebody is working in that tech industry, one of the kind of the the big five companies, um, how would they get a hold of your group to even know that they could have this kind of support? Is that something that's offered?
2: Yeah. So I actually started with a a group of friends, this thing called spiritual-intelligence.org, where (laughs) you've been a catalyst. For that, right? Like we invited you and you sort of did the groundbreaking. And now we have, uh, you know, we're creating this community where we're going after hearing the voice of the Lord for our industry. And we're coming together in fellowship and prayer and just championing one another so that we can actually fulfill our kingdom assignment. So spiritual-intelligence.org.
0: I remember that was the first times I ever talked about spiritual intelligence and it was several many years ago. And I remember now there's like five books about it, different people written about it. I'm like, I should have written that book first, but (laughs) but it's like I love that you're doing it. I just had a prophetic word, but you guys are going after it. So thank Mm -hmm. you so much for sharing the website. And for all of you who are watching, I want to encourage you to pray for the tech industry, pray for what God's doing there, because right now there's fear over AI, there's fear over, you know, YouTube and censorship and all these things. But there's also people like Dana there that can make all the difference in the world. So pray for them. Whenever you get a fear or whenever you get like a feel like a target of the enemy, realize that God already has an enemy in checkmate because there's people in place. Well, we have more coming up in just a few minutes with final thoughts with Sean and Bob. I'm Sean Bowles, and I'm going to invite you to our Spiritual Growth Academy online, where you can attend a four-week class or an event every month. Plus, our back catalog is available to you as well on spiritual gifts, especially hearing God's voice, and also a deeper connection to the Holy Spirit and how to walk with Him in real ways in the days we're living in right now. Come join us at Spiritual Growth Academy by going to bowlsministries.com and clicking on the Academy button.
1: Welcome back to Final Thoughts with Sean and Bob. Sean, she was such a breath of fresh air and in an industry that sometimes is antagonistic towards faith, but here she is just crushing it.
0: I think so too. And I was thinking about like, you have a couple of your kids and, and in-law kids that work in tech companies, even Google. I mean, like you, you're around this. And then I think of like, I'm around this just because of different friends and connections here in LA. And it's so cool to know that Dana's there and that there's groups like this available to bring support and that there's people are contending as a spiritual assignment in their career, not just doing a career. And I think God's about to really launched many of you are watching or are believing this too that god's gonna launch people just like we launched missionaries into africa god's gonna launch people in their assignment in these companies where they're not just working
1: but they're partnering with heaven they're partnering with god to see a different result yeah i love what she said uh I, i'm gonna be a pastor i'm gonna be a minister and god said no you're gonna do that here within this company I, I thought it was just so profound that at a young age she heard that and that she's been so faithful because most people in the tech industry are with companies for a year or two, yet she's been there for a long, long time. Yeah, and you think about, she said, you know there's some religious
0: intolerance. There are some people here that don't like what we do as far as the Christian side. They like her in her career. I don't think she's ever had resistance in her career, but as far as bringing her religion on you know in the front and center stage, through these types of groups has sometimes had resistance. But the point is she's still there under a God assignment. And I think sometimes we discount companies like Google or, I mean, Disney has been greatly discounted by most conservatives and Christians because of some of their, their stance on certain issues. And yet we see people who are assigned there to work there and they're, they're assigned there to, to dream God's dream over these companies. And I think that's really significant that sometimes God has you in an opposite place like Daniel in Babylon he didn't want to serve the Nebuchadnezzar king's house. He wanted to be a man of just simplicity before the throne of God. And yet God put him on assignment in a pagan you know, country. And I think we're seeing that here in this day, that God has some places of influence we wouldn't go to without him.
1: It, it was so, I, I love that point. And it was so amazing to hear her talk about sort of the imposter syndrome that she came from the Philippines, yeah. that she didn't have an Ivy League education. Yet here she is, you know uh, she was went to the company when there was 9,000 employees and now there's 200,000 and that is a huge huge win on her part to to stay the course to persevere and yeah. you know what we say here on exploring the marketplace all the time is is perseverance is what's going to get you through and yeah. we hear story after story after story and and the same thing with Dana perseverance getting her through even when she thought she should quit or was going to be fired
0: yeah. And I think some of you who are watching right now, I hope these kinds of stories are helping to define your faith and give you prototypes or maybe role models of decisions you can make right now. Maybe you're about to quit a job because you need to persevere through and you need to actually ask God, what is your desire? Or maybe there's something that you're going through right now that you can see your story or solution in these stories. So I want to encourage you to listen to back episodes, go on to podcasts, subscribe to our podcast, listen to us in your car, listen to us when you're doing your chores, because it's such a great way to get your faith built in such a strong, intentional placement in your life right now. I also want to encourage you, if you have ever uh, sewn into our ministry to help make these shows, I want to thank you. But we need more partners. So I'm going to encourage you to become a partner of our ministry so that we can make more content just like this. All you have to do is go to com. You can click on giving and you can give a one-time donation, or you can become a partner where we get to get back to you by clicking on partner, reoccurring donation. You can get it every week, every two weeks, every month, whatever you want to do. But we would encourage you to come on the journey with us right now. And we love to, we love our partners. We pray for you by name. We pray for you in a real way all the time. Well, thanks for watching today or listening today, and we will see you next time. See you you next time. Thanks for exploring what God is doing in the marketplace. With us, we have amazing resources for you on our website with free videos. Take an online class with us at our online school, Spiritual Growth Academy. Or get one of our books, including the one Bob and I authored together, Wired to Hear.
1: We have lots of ways to connect with you. Come visit us on social media. Just look for at Sean Bowles or at Bob Hassan or visit BowlesMinistries.com. This show is made possible by listeners just like you become a partner, or donate now to become part of our team.
0: If you enjoyed today's episode, share it on your socials or help us review it on the podcast server you found us on. See you next time.